if I told you before we're done today, I think we're going to talk a little politics. Does that make you even more uncomfortable? Good. Makes me uncomfortable too. So we're all on the same page here. But those words that we hear from Jesus, believe it or not, are part still of his Sermon on the Mount. And you'll remember that that sermon began with the Beatitudes. And those are the kinds of words from Jesus we love to hear, right? Words of grace and care and comfort and reassurance. But the words that we heard today are just as important. We call them the words of the law, and they are still good news. Sometimes it's hard for us to hear it or to see it, but it indeed is good news for us as well. The law is important for us to remember as well. It's important because it's not just about hearing the good news, but it's about doing something with the good news, right? Not only does God call us to, to uh, love God, we're called as well to love one another. And that's a lot of times where the law comes in. We're called to not just uh, watch our missteps and try to be good. We're called to try to actively care for the other person in our lives and in our relationships. The law reminds us that it's not just about training our mind to do and say the right thing, but to train our heart as well. It's about not just saying what we think is right, but doing and acting on what we think is right as well. And so we're going to pick apart kind of what Jesus is doing here and what he's saying. And in order to do that, I want to play a game first. And Greg is going to help me play this game, if he's still willing. Yes, excellent. So it's an improv game, so that's all Greg knows. Um, and so we have different ways of communicating with one another, and this game is going to demonstrate that. I'm going to give a sentence, and Greg is going to respond. And the first time he responds, he's going to say, no, because, okay? So we're back to that book you just heard. He's going to do the no. So, Greg, I think cotton candy is one of the best things in the world. No, because it's sticky, it melts in your mouth, and have you ever given some to a kid and then try to wipe them off? They can stick to the wall, for goodness sakes. I guess I'm not going to talk to Greg about cotton candy anymore, right? But maybe I'll try it one more time. And this time, he's going to respond a little bit differently. See if you can hear a difference. Greg, I really like cotton candy. It's a yes, but this time. Yes, but remember what I said about the stickiness? <laughs> It's so sweet. So that's a good Minnesota thing. Say yes, no. Yeah, yeah. So a yes with a but is really still kind of like a no, right? There's not a whole heck of a lot of difference between a no and a yes, but this time Greg is hopefully going to give me a yes and, okay? Greg, I think cotton candy is the best sweet Mmm, yummy thing there ever was. Yes, and I really like it when it's watermelon flavored. Ooh, I have really never good. had watermelon oh, flavored. Oh. <laughs> so where can you find watermelon cotton candy? Oh, any side road. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to be looking for that. You know where I like to find cotton candy? Is that a fair? Do you like fairs? Yes, and have to work at them all the time too. Oh, but do you get in free that way? 
Oh, very nice. And you know what I like besides cotton candy at fairs? Corn dogs. No. <laughs> because Pronto Puffs are always Okay, okay, you're right. Yes, and Pronto Puffs. Well, anyway, thank you, Greg. We could go on. But you can hear how a yes and opens up a conversation, right? And we find ways to be in relationship with one another. We can expand our, our horizon, expand our universe, and find ways to not just be in agreement, but to find even more than that. That's what Jesus is talking about in the gospel today. He's taking a law and he's saying, yes, that's the law, and then he's expanding the law. He's making it even greater than that. He goes, that's the law. And, and even more than that, we get to do this. Okay? So he's saying yes and to us. He's not saying no because. He's not saying no, that law isn't a good law. Or no, that law is okay, but it should be changed. He's saying yes, that is the law. And, and as people of God. As my disciples, as my followers, I invite you into something even greater than that. This is the greatness of God at work. It's even more than that. It's beyond that. And so that's what he's talking about here. He's got four different laws that he addresses in our scripture reading for today. Uh, murder, adultery, divorce, and truth-telling. So li listen to what he said for that first one. He said, you've heard that it was said you shall not murder. But I say to you, so he's got a but in there, but I'm going to argue that but is really an and in the way we've played it in the game. It's not, but that's a wrong law. He's saying, and I say to you, it's even more than that. He says, I say to you, it's not just murder that you shouldn't do. You shouldn't ever be angry at anybody. And then he goes on and he says the same thing with adultery and with divorce and finally with telling the truth. In each situation, he says, that's a law. It's well and good and beyond that. And we're going to move beyond that. And we're going to go on and care not just about the law itself. We're going to care about the person who stands behind the law on the other side. Are you with me? We're going to care about the relationship with the other person that makes up that law. We care not just about the law, we care about that relationship. Our focus is on one another. Our focus is on that relationship. It's on making our heart do the right thing for that other person. And he tells us as well how to make that happen. He says there's two things you have to do. Number one, be reconciled to, num to each other. And number two, make friends with your opponents. Easy, right? No, we know it's really, really hard. And so let's just be honest about that. To be reconciled to one another and to make friends with those that we vehemently disagree with or can't see eye to eye with, that's hard, hard work. So let's be honest about that. I think especially this passage for people among us who, who have had to deal with the pain and brokenness of divorce, especially that one seems to be hard. And we take these words literally and we say, oh, I've done it wrong right? I've sinned and I'm never going to be forgiven. That's not what Jesus is saying. All of us have never done it completely right, right? Who among us can say, I've never been angry at anybody my entire life, right? Who among us can say, I have told the truth 100% of the time? No. 
We all sin and fall short. But this is what we aspire to. This is what God gives us, almost like our goal or the way that we strive to do that. And yeah, we're human. And it's okay. Some days we're going to make the right choices and some days we're going to make the wrong choices. I take you back to what Greg read in the book of Deuteronomy where Moses is saying to the people, every day you get to choose. Every day we get to choose to try to be reconciled and to try to make friends with our opponents. Or we can choose to be in our anger or our hatred or our lies. Every day we get to choose, and every day we get to choose new again. And some days we choose wrong. Some days I choose wrong, and I know it. On those days when I'm choosing wrong and not choosing love and choosing anger instead, I know exactly what I'm doing. It's almost like I can't help myself. But there are lots of days I make the right choice. And that's what Moses is talking about. We get to choose. That's living into our baptismal promises, by the way. Every day, we get to choose whether or not we want our old self, full of sin and hatred and anger, to be drowned in our baptismal waters and allow our new self that God has made in us, God in us, makes us a new self. And every day, we can choose to be that new self who arises out of the baptismal waters and lives with God in righteousness and purity forever. That's how we talk about that promise. So every day we get a chance to try it again and to live into those baptismal promises. Every day we get an opportunity to say either no because or yes but, which is really kind of the same thing, or we get to choose to say to one another yes and. I have a, another quote or reading here by somebody who wrote a, a commentary on Matthew. It's, his name is Edward Schweiger, and I really like the way he talks about how we look at this opportunity to say yes and, or what that means when we, when we say no to one another. He writes this, what matters is not my righteousness in the eyes of God. What matters is my brother, or we can say sister or parent or child or friend. What matters is the other person the one whose whole life is restricted by the wrath in my heart. What matters is the person whose rights are imperiled by my narcissistic lust. What matters is society rendered mute and fearful by my own fears. What matters is the enemy whose bitterness is only intensified by my hatred. So we get to choose. We can choose to keep that going, to say no, because, or yeah, but, no, not really. Or we can say yes, and. And this is true in all relationships in our lives. And for better or worse these days, I think it is especially true in our political system and in our politics. There, probably more than any place else, I think we can all clearly hear the no, because, right? We all know that. We hear it. We probably engage in it. I know I have engaged in it from time to time. We say things that we know we shouldn't be saying, but we get caught up in that no because. We get caught up in our anger or power struggles or whatever it might be. We, uh, we say things to one another that if we were saying them face to face, I'm sure we would regret, number one. And we regret them later on as well. We say things to one another. And pretty soon what happens when we say no because all the time, then our world starts to shrink up. And 
our understanding of one another, instead of expanding like it can with yes and, it gets smaller. And not just our world and our relationship with our other, our, the other person, our world in terms of our system start to get smaller too. And because we spend so much time saying no because to other people, pretty soon we decide that nothing can be done, right? And how many of you feel that way? You throw up your hands in despair and say, forget it. Nothing is ever going to change. It's going to be the same way. We're never going to come to agreement. We're never going to get over all of these divisions. And we, it leads us to despair and to hopelessness. And it's because we're engaging in that no because. Or even that yes and. Listen to how that yes and might start to sound like once in a while. Um, yes. No, I, I've lost it. Just a minute. Yes. Um, People do have a right to carry a gun. But look at all the horrible things that happen because of gun violence, right? That doesn't get us any place. Or we say, yes, uh, uh, mass shootings are national tragedies, but that doesn't have anything to do with my right to carry a gun. Yes, but doesn't get us any place either. We have to move our conversations to yes and. And I'm convinced that once we start to do that, and once we start to say to one another, as Jesus taught us, yes, and, we'll soon discover there is something we can do about the state of our politics today, about the state of our world. So listen to what that might sound like. Yes, everyone has a right to have a gun. That's a constitutional right. And, yes, it's a very big responsibility to be a gun owner. Or, yes, the Speaker of the House should not have torn up the State of the Union speech in front of the President. And, yes, the President should have greeted the Speaker of the House with more respect when he came into the chamber. Right? Yes, and, yes. We need to help those people who are coming to this country to escape violence and persecution and are seeking a better life. And, yes, we need to protect our borders from those who seek to do us harm. Yes, and, yes, and. If we focus on the yes and, it changes the conversation. It opens us up to possibilities to find areas of agreement. And it also, just as important, I believe, it also discourages us from doing the things that Jesus is warning against today. It discourages us from being angry with one another. It discourages us from engaging in power struggles with one another. And it discourages us from not telling the truth to one another. Yes, and is what Jesus is talking about in the Gospel of Matthew this morning. Yes, and means that the first thing we say to one another is, yes, I see you, I hear you, and I care about you. Yes, you want this world to be a good place, and yes, I want this world to be a good place. And yes, I think we can make this world a good place for both of us. Yes, I believe we can make it happen. Yes, it's going to be hard, right? And yes, it will not happen overnight. But yes, we can do it. We can do it when we are reconciled to one another. And when we work hard to make friends with our enemies, we can say yes and. 
And when we say yes and, we can help bring about the kingdom of God, the kingdom that has been coming for a long time. This is a part of the long arc of the universe. We can make the world better. We may not see it be its best in our lifetime, and I'm sure we're not going to, right? But we can make it better, and we can do it by saying yes and. Yes and is what Abraham and Isaac and Jacob said to God and to one another. Yes and means that we are saying yes for our descendants. We are saying yes and today so that they may live long and prosper and have blessings rain upon them. Yes, and so that they can follow the commandments of God and hold fast to God and love the Lord our God with all their heart and their soul and their mind. This is their yes, and this is our yes. Yes, and yes. Amen.